0: I want to just remind you that no one watching online today on our growing online campus or you that are here this morning or one of our other rooms that are watching this morning, none of us knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody knows. And I'm interested in what's going to happen tomorrow, aren't you? Dr. Billy Graham on his 94th birthday declared this, and I quote, "...only the gospel, God's good news, has the power to change lives." to heal hearts and restore a nation." Close quote. I believe that what he said is true. Only the gospel is the hope for America. Now many in America that you would meet or friends of yours and people you're listening to are saying things like, I don't know what to do about tomorrow. I don't know what to do, about shall we take the shot? Shall we, What should we do about the businesses that are closed? What should we do about the restaurants? You know, what what are we going to do about schools being closed? What are we going to do about all of the things that we don't know about? And people are really concerned about tomorrow. In the Old Testament book of Joshua, we find very similar circumstances to what we're facing today and what they were facing then. And I believe it provides a teaching tool for all of us to know about tomorrow. Now in the face of discouragement and by the way that doesn't pertain to me, I've never been more excited and encouraged about tomorrow. How about you? Let me try that again on this side. I've never been so excited about tomorrow. How about you folks on this side? You see what I'm talking about? There's right wing, there's left wing and all of that. Maybe not that simple. But many people are discouraged and troubled about tomorrow, the uncertainty, the panic, the chaos that's brewing. Even as we sit here in the house of God this morning, there's breaking news about new things happening. Do not search search it out yet. But God gives us amazing directives on how to handle the future and navigate. There's things we need to do. And um, I want to say that the sure word of God's word to Joshua in those days is a sure word for us today. Now, let's read together in Joshua chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 1. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from... It was a little town called Shittim. I don't think I'd want to live there, but that's where they lived. (laughs) And they went to the Jordan, which is eight miles, eight miles away. And they camped before crossing over the Jordan. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance about 2,000 cubits, that's about 1,000 yards, between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Here's what I want to see in 2021. I want to see breakthroughs for families that are longing for a breakthrough in their household, in their health, in their future plans, in unity in their house, and their family. A new day of, of liberty and joy and peace and knowing how to take the principles of God and apply them to current need. I believe God wants to do great things for your, your family, my family, and as we realize that there is a human part to play in all this, and I want to talk about that human part this morning. In verse 3, notice what God said to Joshua, when you see the ark move, and now Joshua tells the people, when you see the ark move, move from your position and follow it. A lot of people want the blessings of God, but they want to stay exactly where they are in their heart, in their attitude, in their opinions, and they don't want to go anywhere but where they are. And I'm here to say to you that our success depends on if we are connected to what God wants, connected to Him. It's our theme for 2021. Now note, the ark was a symbol of God's presence with His people. The ark was a symbol of of God's presence with his people. It's also a New Testament picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. The ark was four feet long, two feet wide, and three feet tall. It was just a small box. But the leaders carried that ark for 40 years as they wandered in the wilderness, and they honored God because that was the symbol of the Lord's presence with them. And um, They had the possession of the ark with them. But the position you permit the presence of God to be in in your life for 2021 will determine your freedom, victory, and assurance. What do you do with the presence of God will determine what God does with you. The mercy seat contained no image of God that was in that ark, yet it was a testimony of God's abiding presence with his people. Today many people that are Christians, that are Christ followers, are victorious, jubilant, happy in affliction, filled with optimism and hope, and yet then there's other people who call themselves believers who are just the opposite. The glass is always half empty, the light is always red, the circumstances are always bleak, and fear prevails. May God help us. Why is that so? I would like to propose that the key is letting the Lord be the leader and not just a resident. Let Him be the leader of your life, the leader of your family, the leader of your emotion, the leader of your thoughts and your goals and desires, and not just a resident. Oh God, I'm so thankful you're with me here. I'm doing my thing, and now I want you to bless what I'm doing as I pursue my thing. That is not the key to having a connected, powerful journey in 2021. I'll just preach to myself, I'll preach myself happy if you won't encourage me on. So I want to just tell you, we need to learn to live connected. Victory is available for anyone, for anyone, would you say anyone? anyone? Anyone who wants to live close to the Lord. In verse 3 of Joshua 3, Joshua calls the people to follow. That's the call. Live connected. If you let God guide you and you live connected, three things will happen in your life in 2021. At least three things are gonna happen. I wanna highlight those. I know there's many more, but I wanna just share what the Lord's given me today. First of all, He will guide you through the unknown places, He will guide you through the unknown places. Some of you are in times of transition. You've been through some challenges. Maybe the company is downsizing. Maybe the school is closed. Maybe the restaurant is no longer able to serve. Maybe there's challenges regarding things that you see on the horizon about your own financial matters and you're concerned about listening to what the Lord would say to you. I want to remind you that he'll guide you through the unknown places. In verse 4 of Joshua 3, then you will know which way to go. Just let's just soak on that for. A minute. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about two thousand cubits, and again, it's about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. But let's focus on that. You haven't been this way before. I've never seen schools close. I've never seen every restaurant in town close. I've never seen, you know, everyone being required to, you know, do X, Y, and Z, mask up, and all of the things we've had to go through. I've never seen this before. Have you? We've never been this way before. I want to just propose to you that there's three things you don't need to know about tomorrow. All of us want to know about tomorrow, but there's at least three things we don't need to know about tomorrow as we consider the unknown places of the future. You don't need to know where. You don't need to know where. Let me give you an example. Abraham, the father of our faith, the Bible calls him. He's referred to in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. It says, by faith Abraham, when called to go up to a place, he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. God had called him out at the age of something like 75 and said, I want you to pack everything up and just go. I'm not going to tell you where to go, but just follow me. What in the world would you do with that? He, he I asked the question, I'll admit the answers. That's great. <laughs> he did not know where he was going. If he had, if Abraham had known where he was going, his eyes would have been set on the destination of where he was going. Am I right? But God has called us to put our eyes upon him, not on the destination. May God help us. Do you know what tomorrow holds? Challenges, shortages, civil unrest, riots in the street, happening in places of the country even today, victories. I say let's think about miraculous healings, the opportunity to provide hope for people who are bleeding and broken right now, breakthroughs. I don't need to know where, but I also don't need to know when. When is this gonna end? I don't need to know. You don't need to know. Now watch the ark. God says watch the ark. Live connected to God. When you see the ark move, you move with it. When you see God move, you go with him. You don't wanna stay behind. There's no evidence that anyone in Israel stayed behind. They all went. And I want to remind you that God's timing is always perfect. Do you remember this story? Back to Abraham for a minute. Remember what happened? He thought he knew what was going on. God had said, you're going to be the son. You're going to have a son. And, of course, he was barren. He and his wife were barren, no children. And so he got nervous. He got anxious. Sarah says, well, why don't you take my servant girl and, and have relations with her and see, what, you know, see if that would be the answer. That was wrong. It was sin. It was, in, it was inappropriate. It was not what God's perfect will was. And Ishmael came from that. Now, I wonder what would have happened if Ishmael had never been born? What would have happened to history, to world history as we know it? Very interesting question. You don't need to know when, just follow God. And also, you don't need to know why. Now, some of us are here this morning and you have why questions. Why did Grandma die when she was young? Why did the business close? Why did we lose this? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did we? Why did my friend walk away? Why did the? Why did the company give me a pink slip? And on and on. There's all kind of questions. Why? And people, I hear them all the time. They say, Pastor, when when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, Why did this happen? And I'm going to just tell him that. When I. Oh, really? You're going to barge into the Holy of Holies where there's nothing but glory. I mean, Isaiah, when he, when he, he fell as a dead man, when he, he said, Woe is me, I'm undone. You're going to ask God why questions? In the pre- why don't you just be quiet and honor Him? Anyway, that's just a little pastoral itch I've got. Maybe that will help people that want to ask why questions. So God says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither your ways, my ways. Your ways are different than me. And as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I need to keep that in mind every day. I don't need to know why. Romans eleven thirty one. 31, Paul tells the New Testament believers, who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? We have why questions today. Why in Pennsylvania, for instance, as there's 200,000 people voting that don't even live in the state, How did that happen? Just a little pastoral I.Q. question this morning. Why, why were there several thousand dead people who vote in Georgia this time? I mean, I don't understand. There's some things I will never understand. How about you? In 2021, you can get wrapped up with conspiracy matters and all kinds of issues and get yourself really revved up and angry and you got your mind on the wrong thing. Keep your eye on him. Follow him. Walk with him. Keep your mind upon things that are above, not on things on the earth. Don't lag behind. Don't get yourself all wrapped up and get ahead like that. He's going to guide you through the unknown places. Now think about Israel's history for a minute. Israel would have a godly king, and then the next king would be just as rotten as could be. And you go, what? Why didn't God just make him an ink spot? Just bam, and he's dead. And Israel suffered when they had ungodly kings. And America suffers when we have ungodly leaders. Our history reveals that. I mean, I remember, I was just thinking last night, uh, um, you know, about when, when President Clinton was reelected the second time. The people of God just went, what? He's a, he, he believes in heavy abortion. I mean, he, he's not pro-life at all. He's not, a." and people were furious. Some of you remember those days. Others of you weren't even born yet. And that caused a lot of people to go, I'm just discouraged. You know, how could God let this happen? How could you serve God when he won't even put the person in power that we thought he should put in? Would you just chill out? (laughs) Would you just say, Lord, I, I don't understand, but I'm going to keep my eye on you because you will never fail and your word is always going to be true. Praise God. He will guide you through the unknown places. Now, notice, I said there's three things that are going to happen if you keep your eye on the Lord. He'll guide you through the unknown place. Number two, He will grant you unfading promises. He will grant you unfading promises. You know, when someone makes you a promise and then it comes time, you know, this is a lifetime warranty on this device. (laughs) And about three years in, it goes, you know, it's just not working right. And you go, oh, the company's folded. They don't do that anymore. They won't stand behind it. They don't make those anymore, you know. And I... Oh great, unfading promises mean they're good for all time and eternity. One of the names of the ark, it was called the ark of the covenant. A covenant, if you were to define it, means a promise, a contract, an unfailing promise. I just love that, a contract, a promise. Paul tells the story in 1 Corinthians 11:25 about how Jesus led the final time of breaking bread and serving communion to his bro- to the brothers. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. I'm ratifying this contract with my own blood. Holy precious blood, preordained blood to be shed on the altar. I want to just remind you, as I said, that he'll, He will grant you unfading promises. The promises of God are good for all followers of Christ. We were in somebody's home the other day and I saw a Bible on a shelf, and I wondered, boy, that Bible doesn't look like it's ever been opened. You know, if your Bible's falling apart, you are probably not. These promises are good for every follower of Christ. I want to be known as a follower of Christ. That's where the power is. Notice in Psalm 119 verse 90. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day for all things serve you. I want to remind you that God has established principles that work for anyone who will put them to work in their life. It's up to us. Now these promises are good for every follower of Christ but would you know in addition that these pro- promises are good for all seasons There's never a season where the word will not work right. There's never going to be a time where oh by the way that's not going to work right now because this is not a good time there's civil unrest its promises aren't going to work right now Are you serious I'm thankful the promises of God work every day of the year, praise God, of every year. Joshua 3, 7, and the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel. You see, Moses had been the leader, and Moses was, everyone just said, whatever he says, let's do it, you know, and now Moses appoints this new man, Joshua, and Joshua's getting ready to lead the people of God. they, don't, they haven't seen anything happen yet spiritually victories and so he he's getting ready to lead the people into the into the promised land and God says I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm going to say to the nation that you're the band because I'm going to show power as it's released through your leadership and that's what verse 7 means so God as you live connected to him will provide a season on a regular basis where his touch and his provision is going to be witnessed by you and others around you. They'll see that God is at work in your life. Connected to God for direction on college. Don't know where to go to school. I was talking to an individual after the second service. He was telling me where he was going to go to college and study medical school and on and on. He had a plan all laid out. What does your future look like, what are you going to do? What about the person you're thinking about marrying? Do they know about it yet? <laughs> how about directives of raising your children? What kind of home life are we going to have? What kind of blessing are we going to ask God for? How, do we, how are we going to stay in the center of God's will? God's promises will guide you. So put your eyes on His promise and live connected. One of the best verses in the Bible, I think, to kind of nail that is Psalm 119.89. It says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The Supreme Court will be ruling in just a few days on some very important matters. Courts in the world, you know, the Hague and different Court and The ACLU will fight, and different ones will fight about different things in our country. I just want to tell you that nothing can be changed from God's Word. God says, it is settled. It is too late. It's not anyone's chance to debate it. My promises work. And if you will stay connected to the Word, you'll find that they work. Praise God. He will guide you through the unknown places. He will grant you unfading promises. And finally this morning, He will guard you with unfailing power. God is going to guard you with unfailing power. Now notice what happened next. In Joshua 3, verse 11, see the ark of the covenant of the Lord for all the earth to go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe, and as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. Oh, glory to God! Historians tell us that it was it was the time of the year when when the uh, the mountains in the area around this place were loaded with snow, and the rains were coming, and it was melting, and the and the water was expanding the borders of the Jordan, just kind of like it is right now. If you like, we I passed uh, over the bridge uh, from West Salem into uh, Marion County this morning and saw the swollenness of the, the. That's not the right way to say that. The river was swolled. How is that? Is that better? Swolled. Anyway, flood conditions. Tents floating down the river and all of that. Truth story. I know I'm supposed to figure out why I'm connecting the dots. Oh, here we go. So what happened is the flood, it was a flood stage in the Jordan River, so it's it's exceedingly challenging. And so the Lord says, I want you to put the ark on your shoulders and you're going to step into that river. Dear God, we step into it. Why wouldn't he make us do this when it's low tide? But no. And the... But faith, this is a lesson in faith. We want to be people of faith. It's an amazing picture of God's ability to release His power to people who are connected. That live connected. Theologians and historians tell us that the water of the Jordan River probably pile up as high as 20 stories tall. Can you imagine what that was like? The children of Israel walked on dry ground, several million of them, into the promised land. Because they were guarded by God's hand, His divine power. And you and I are going to live connected to God no matter what we see around us, no matter how the earth shakes, because we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Are you thankful for that today? The Bible tells us in Hebrews to rejoice that we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Wow. Now notice, as I close this morning, He is the Lord your God. That's why we can trust his unfailing power. Joshua 3.9, Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord, your God. I don't want someone to tell me about God. I want to know him personally. I want to understand him and his heart and his ways and honor him. Amen? Is that what you're going to do? And so what the Lord commands you to do, just do it. America has problems today because we have been people who've been picking and choosing if we want to do this or not. We've listened to politicians and pastors that have not stood up for the principles of God's word, and so America is in, America is in erosion today of our values. There's things that are permitted here in our state that are immoral. I hope, you don't, I hope you're not familiar with those things. Uh, anyway, praise God. May God help us. It's time for the church of Jesus to be the church of Jesus and contend for the right thing. I received an email message from beloved former pastor, Denny Davis, uh, who pastored People's Church for 20 years, and he quoted a pastor from Texas named Dr. Tony Evans, and said these, Dr. Evans said this, quote, God's first concern is not what's happening in the White House. God's first concern is what's happening or not happening in His house, the church. I agree with that. I believe God's got His eye on the church because it's the answer. Because we are, all of us, we are life-giving individuals, the life that we have. We're to share with others. May God help us. Let's be all in for Him. Is He your God today? But He's also the living God. Notice in Joshua 3.10, this is how you will know that the living God is among you and that He will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites. If, you, if I mess up with any of these Ivites names, you tell, coach me later afterwards. Canaanites, Hivites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gergesites, Amorites, and Jebusites, those are bad people. God said, I'm going to protect you from these people. I'm going to drive them out before you. I'm going to provide for you in every fight, in every battle that's in front of you. I will fight for you. I love a God that does that. He's the living God. He's not a historical that God stuffed in some mausoleum somewhere. He's the living God. Praise God. He's going to go with us and help us. And God is for you now. Could I say that again? God is for you now. He is with us now. He is for us now. And the living God will be with you every day in 2021. Do you know why? Because he's the living God. Amen. Are you thankful the God we serve is alive today? Praise God. Now notice, finally, finally, He is the Lord of all the earth. In Joshua 3.11, see the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set their feet or their foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. You know, I read the word and I get excited because he's in control of every situation. He's bigger than every mountain you face. Praise God. God said, step into the water and the water's going to roll back. There's water that we're going to have to step in as a family of believers that we're going to have to walk in faith and believe that God is going to defend and protect do you know what the Jordan River represents? Death and judgment. Death and judgment. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the Jordan River. We, we've taken people there before, and Bonnie and I've been there several times, and the Jordan River is an amazing place. It's wonderful to see. We've baptized a number of people in there. But the Jordan River flows, do you know where it goes? It flows to? The Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is 1,300 feet below sea level. It's the lowest place on the face of the earth, and nothing lives in the Dead Sea. Everything is everything is dead that goes in there. There's nothing going to live in that. It's terrible, salty. I've tried to swim in the in the Dead Sea, and it's difficult to swim. You float, and you come out, and you feel nasty. It's terrible. (laughs) Anyway. It's impossible for anything to live there. And so the Jordan River's flowing, and these people have to cross it. And it, you know, it reminds me that we have to cross over the spirit of death and judgment ourselves. And God is the only one that can make a way to stop the flow and make it possible for you to walk on dry ground. He does that through the blood of his own son, and we have the privilege to walk on dry ground As the priests carried the presence of God on their shoulders into the Jordan River, that spirit of death and judgment was stopped. And the people passed over into the promised land. I'm here to tell you he's a living God. And he knows what you need. I'm not interested in death and judgment. (laughs) Praise God. By the blood of Jesus, he's being applied to my heart. I'm not going that way. I'm crossing over. I've crossed over from death into life, walking in newness of life. How about you this morning? And so, when Jesus confronts hopelessness, death, and dying, and, and, and impossible situation, people bound with every habit you've, you could ever imagine. The spirit of death and judgment is rattling at the door, knocking at the door, and Jesus says, no way, trust me, and I'll get you out of this, and I'll bring you into life. And I thank God that today on this consecration day, we have the privilege to celebrate a God who wants to bring us out of every hopeless situation and bring us in to the glory of God. Some of you facing stuff today, you go, I don't know what we're going to do. How are we going to make it? Let me just tell you. Keep your eye upon Him. Watch Him. Stick with Him. Follow Him. He'll show you the way. Walk connected. Where your thoughts go, the anointing will flow. If your thoughts are hopeless, the anointing's going this way and you're going that way. I want to just remind you it's important. Consecrate yourself. This act of consecration such an important moment. You know, I heard Reinhardt, Reinhardt Bonnke say that when you do business with people, you need money. But when you do business with God, you need faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. And that's what we need to lay hold. Faith comes by, finish it, finish it, hearing and hearing by the, by the word of God. Stay connected to God, to his word. And faith will rise. So when you face that situation, you're going to go, this is no problem for God. He's going to see us through. Right. Amen. And 2021 is a year of promise and possibility for every one of us because we are going to live connected. Amen to Him. Would you stand with me in these moments? Praise God. <clears throat> you know, the act of consecration... Um, points to a principle that God will not act powerfully in a person's life when sin and chaos is ruling. But consecration was a reminder from Joshua, consecrate yourself, get yourself ready, because I'm going to do great things among you tomorrow. And I believe that consecration is an act for all of us to say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to stand and and follow you. Now, Father, I thank you that your word is true, and what you did for Joshua, what you've done for others, you'll do for us. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the authority of your name. And as we pray today that for people and families, we're counting on you to move in a powerful way, that as we present ourselves in an act of reverence before you, because we don't know what tomorrow holds, and we need your touch. We want your anointing to not only be with us, but to show us the way, to direct us. And as Joshua said, whenever you see that ark move, you move with it. Oh God, we want to go with you. We want to walk with you carefully, and we want your will to be done in our lives, and we want our lives to count for what you want them, what you put us here on this earth to accomplish.